Hello, my name is Luis, and I welcome you to my podcast, The Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. In this podcast, I will be talking about everything energy, from the law of attraction to biblical teachings to spiritual enlightenment to numerology. I will also be talking about a very powerful and important practice of forgiveness, repentance, and transformation called Ho'oponopono, which, by the way, I use in my personal life on an everyday basis. In these uncertain times we're living in, we all need some guidance, inspiration, and uplifting. But most of all, we need healing. We need to know that love and peace are still alive and still reign supreme in this universe. And on this podcast, we will all learn how to have them both in our lives so we can all learn to live in peace and in harmony once again. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Luis, the Prophet of Peace. I am the I. I come forth from the void into light. I am the breath that nurtures life. I am that emptiness, that hollowness beyond all consciousness. The I, the it, the all. I draw my bold rainbows across the waters. The continuum of minds with matters. I am the incoming and outgoing of breath. The invisible, untouchable breeze. The undefinable atom of creation. I am the I. Listener warning, this episode contains brief instances of mildly strong and offensive language. Listener discretion is advised. And hello once again. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much uh, for all your feedback and all your emails and your messages. Apparently, you guys did like, uh, enjoyed the first part of the uh, uh, of the Valentine's uh, um, series that I'm calling Clepophile syndrome in love I, you guys had a lot of questions most of the quiz well i mean most of the um well most of the questions were pertaining to uh what were the girls names and this and that well, well are you gonna throw any names out there no 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 i'm not throwing any names out there i'm not going to embarrass or put anybody on the spot this there is no need for that this is the peace program. Uh, this is the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. I can't bring the best part of you out of you if I'm doing stuff like that. That's just not possible. <laughs> so that's what that was one of the many questions that I received, you know, from uh, from all the uh, my listeners and all the emails that I get and everything. But anyway, uh, on with the story, guys. This this is part two of Clipophile syndrome and love because I have. Two other more. I have two other relationships that I'd like to talk about. Uh, let's see, three. Actually, in all my relation, in in all my years, let me tell you guys this. We talked about yesterday about how difficult love was for me, being the way I was. 
And now, what I'm about to talk to you guys today about is um the loves that came into my life. The four girls, well, actually, with the one that I talked about yesterday in first grade, that was five. But today, I will talk about the other three that came into my life. Or the four, or the four girls that came into my life, because I'm talking about this one, uh, the uh, the one that I that I met in tenth grade. Anyway, I'm I still haven't finished her story, but I have three other girls left to go, or two other girls. Well, anyway, let me just go ahead and finish my story so you guys can understand. So uh, I, I can understand. I'm getting old. I'm losing my count. I've lost my count, <laughs> but uh, suffice it to say. That there is no happy ending here, guys. There is, I mean, as excited as you guys are and wrote to me to ask me all these questions, there is no happy ending, guys. You know, in this, in this fairy, this is not a fairy tale. This is a fucking nightmare, okay? In this fairy tale slash nightmare, the prince doesn't get the princess. The ugly ogre does not get the princess. This ain't Beauty and the Beast over here, okay? It it just didn't happen for me. <laughs> anyway, yesterday where I left off, I was talking about this wonderful girl that I met in the 10th grade. And I was talking about how she used to get in front of my locker and and how I was afraid of talking to girls. And that uh, this one day I was just, it wasn't that I was fed up about it. It was just, uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I didn't want to be late to class anymore. I didn't want to end up getting in trouble because I was tardy all the time. Just waiting for this girl to get the hell out of my locker or get out of the way. So anyway, I talked about how I, I actually worked up the nerve to to ask her, <laughs> to ask her to move out of my way from my locker. So from there on, we started talking, and it was a beautiful thing, man. She 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 talked to me, and and, and I would talk to her, and we would both laugh, and we would talk about anything and everything. It was everything was cool, and it was funny, and we would just and we'd walk. To, we'd walk to each other's classes. I'd walk her to her classes, and she, you know, she would walk to my classes. It was, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. <sighs> until, and this was in tenth grade. Until, until she mentioned to me that she had a boyfriend. I had that. That was heartbreaking. It was sad. It was it was both heartbreaking and sad. So it was like, okay, cool, cool. And here's the stupidest thing in the world that you can say to yourself. I don't care whether you're a guy or a girl. If you like somebody, the stupidest thing in the world you could ever say to yourself is, Oh, I'd rather have them in my life than never have them at all. Oh, no, 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 guys, no. That is the stupidest thing you could ever say to yourself. It doesn't matter if we don't end up together. I just want them in my life. No, 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 no. Men, listen to me what I'm about to tell you guys. If you ever put yourselves in that predicament, those of you who are listening to me, who are men who are listening to this episode at this very moment in time, listen to me right now and listen well. (laughs) Having that mentality for a woman is like kicking yourself in the balls every day of your life, day in, day out, every time you see her. 
because she there is no possibility. Now, here's an exception though. You may not be as ugly as I am. You may not be crippled like I am. So there could still be a possibility. But you don't want to do stupid shit like that either. You really, I mean, if you really like the girl that you're eyeing, the girl that you got your eye on and that you're wooing or what have you, you don't want to do that to her either. You don't want to be, you don't want to be, you don't want to slither yourself into her life just to be stupid and to be uh, conniving and to be slick and to be cynical and to be just to be sadistic just to just to get into the poor girl's panties or whatever. You don't want to do that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you guys. And the same goes for girls. The same goes for girls. I mean, don't do that to yourself. Don't ever put yourself in that predicament. Go ahead and just let them go. Just let them go. Because in the end, you'll hurt yourselves more than you thought you'd ever will. And that's what actually happened to me. After finding out that this girl had a boyfriend... I still kept on talking to her. I still kept on wanting to be in her life, wanting to be around her <laughs> and whatnot. Ah, uh, the uh, if you if let me let, let, let's just put it this way if I had a time machine and I could go back in time, let's just say I had the fucking DeLorean from back in the future and I could step in the fucking car and I just put it on 88 miles an hour and just go back in time, I would go back to February 14th, 1990. (laughs) Yeah, I would go back to that exact day, that exact day at that exact moment, February 14th, 1990. Yep. And you're probably asking, why, Louie, why would you do that? Because that was the day that I decided to be fucking stupid. That was the day. That was the day that me, the co-host, the host of the peace program, the one who knows about energy, (laughs) decided to be fucking stupid. Now, as I mentioned, I was afraid to talk to girls because of my handicap. Or disability, whatever you want to call what I have. My appearance or what have you. I was afraid to talk to girls. Now, I had already known this girl. I had liked. And I was just liking this girl by this time. Now, here's what, where, where Louie got stupid. Valentine's Day, I had already decided... That I was going to buy her some candies for Valentine's Day. And that I was going to be a man. And I was going to give them to her. I had decided this. But then she broke out with the fact that she had a boyfriend. So I already had the chocolates in mind. I already had the candies in mind and whatnot. And it was just about maybe a week before she told me that she had a boyfriend. But stupid me... Just wanted to be slick. Just wanted to be, to be cynical or whatever. I, I don't know. I was stupid. <laughs> I was stupid when I was young. And I, 
and I'm not, there's no shame in my game. There's still stupidity left in me. And, and in all of us, I mean, we're all allowed to have a stupid moment. Only I didn't have a stupid moment. I had stupid fucking years, dude. <laughs> anyway, I had these chocolates, and she shared, mind you, she shared a locker. She, the, Her locker that was on top of my locker, she was sharing it with another friend of ours, another girl. So anyway, I get there to call, to a school that February 14th, 1990 in the morning. And I got these chocolates in my hand. And rather than give them to her, she's there talking to her friends in the locker, on, in front of the locker, and her door's wide open. Her locker door's wide open, and she's talking, she's distracted. Rather than come up to her and say, Happy Valentine's Day, girl. Here's the, I got you some chocolates, you know, just, just, just for being you, whatever. Stupid me decides to just throw the chocolates in the locker and just walk away. That's what I did, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't even say, I didn't even put a letter or anything or who they were from or Happy Valentine's Day or nothing like that. I just threw the fucking chocolates in there and I just walked away. That's how scared I was of doing stupid shit like that. Yeah, that's the saddest moment. And I thought about that freaking moment for years and years and years and I thought then I kept thinking to myself that is the saddest moment that I have ever lived well besides the uh besides leaving Chicago and not ever seeing that one little girl in first grade again that was the saddest moment that I've ever lived or even I've had sadder moments I mean the day my father passed away that was a sad moment as well but you know as you get older you 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 adjust to these sadnesses you adjust to these things and depression depression the, the the levels of depression get deeper and deeper and deeper depending on what what happens what 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 kind of challenges you go through as a human being uh, and the evolution of your growth is happening with you so anyway that was one of the sad things that happened had i would i be able to go back in time <laughs> <laughs> Would I be able to go back in time to that day and I had the chocolates in my hand and that precise moment? I'd probably be eating them in front of her and I wouldn't be saying anything. And she'd probably come up to me and be like, can I hear the chocolate or you're not going to give me any chocolates? I would probably be like, no. i eat them all and I'd just walk away and change my destiny forever. <laughs> That's how deep and disturbing that particular episode left me, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Now, mind you, this is a kid who had never, who had never experienced a real relationship. And we apologize for just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. We just got to pay some bills for now. So, we'll be back after these messages. As I was saying, I had never really experienced a true relationship to to even think of that young lady as the way I was thinking about her at that moment in time. You know, I mean, 
we was just friends. We was just friends, and just that's it. You know, we that's that's pretty much all there was. But but you know, thinking about it now, it's. I mean, now that I'm, you know, it's it's been over thirty years later. It's like uh, maybe I just you know I just liked her because of the way she treated me, you know, she treated me nice, and she talked to me, and she overlooked the fact that I was different, and, and, and it was like, you know, it was, it was nice, it was nice, and I, and the most important part was, is that being around her, I felt normal, I, being around her, I wasn't crippled. I wasn't handicapped. I didn't have clippophile syndrome. I felt like a normal kid when I was around her. I would and here's the thing guys. As an energy healer, you understand different types of uh different types of ways of handling things in life. You know, there's a there's a law of attraction, there's manifesting and then there's visualizing. You know, the uh, the so-called law of attraction gurus on YouTube talk about visualizing every day. You know, visualize, visualize, and then you'll see it happening and this and that, whatever, whatever. If you visualize yourself with money, you'll have money and this and that. Well, first, uh, guys, let me tell you something. For the first time in my life, I uh, when I was talking to that girl... I would literally wake, go to sleep, and before I would go to sleep, I would visualize myself talking to her and being funny and having a cool sense of humor and being confident around that young lady. And everything I literally envisioned, and I envisioned her smiling at me, and I envisioned her laughing at my jokes, and I envisioned her talking to me the way she would. And everything that I envisioned, ladies and gentlemen, true to form, would come true when we would talk. Whether we were waiting on the bus after school or whether we were walking each other to classes or whatnot, it would happen. Because of, I don't know if it was because of the visualization or what have you, I don't know. Anyway, it would happen. But, you know... Like everything in life, all good things must come to an end. She had a boyfriend, but she was going to take the next step in her relationship with that boyfriend. She was getting married with the guy. And she was leaving school. So once again... My heart was broken. I mean, my heart broke. It, you know, in 10th grade. Ah, yeah, it, it broke because I was never going to see that girl again. You know? And, and, and then it didn't make a difference because the fact was, even if I did prolong her seeing each other or keep seeing each other, what have you, she would have probably been married. She would have been married for the most part and, you know. As they say, she would have been off limits or what have you. But anyway, she left. So I stayed sad, you know. I was I was sad, you know. 
And I even wrote her like a two-page letter telling her how much I liked her and how much I was going to miss her. It was crazy. I mean, back in the day, back in the day, the uh, the sad feelings and the inspiration flowed like blood. You know, Ernest Hemingway, he says in one of his quotes, he says, it's not difficult to write, he says. It's not difficult to write. All you have to do is get in front of a uh, uh, of a typewriter and bleed. That's a, that's what he said. All you have to do is get in front of a typewriter and bleed. Nowadays, it's a computer. All you have to do is get in front of a computer and literally bleed. So there's no such thing as writer blocks. Or anything like that. Unless you want to be sadistic and cynical and bullshitter. And, and copy and paste all the stupid shit you get from Google. I mean, you know. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. A lot of people call themselves authors. And, and they're writing all these books. But in, a, but in reality, they're just basically copying and pasting. They're not really doing anything. They're not writing from their own inspiration. But, you know, to each his own, whatever. But that's what I do. I get in front of a computer and I bleed. Back then, there was no computers, though. So I wrote this girl a two-page letter. And I was literally bleeding. (laughs) And the last thing I saw when she left on the last day of school in 1991 was her leaving and holding the letter in her hand. And even then, I was afraid to give it to her, so I had someone else give it to her. (laughs) Oh, man. I was a really fucked up little kid back then, man, you know? I mean, hey. I mean, I don't have no excuses. But anyway, it it was, you know... It was what it was. It was what it was. So, so she left out of my life, and and it was all because of just, just, just. I mean, there was there's a lot of things into play here. A lot of lessons that we can learn from this uh, little, uh, this little adventure or episode that you, if you want to call it that. And still, there's. There's three more girls that actually came into my life that made me feel those feelings that these two girls made me feel. I don't know if I should talk about them. And I probably will. I'll probably be brief. I'll probably be brief. But I'll talk about this one girl. This one girl exemplifies what I was talking about earlier. Me being an energy healer and knowing about metaphysics and knowing about the laws of attraction, the laws of metaphysic, uh, manifestation, and, and the laws of, uh, uh, of energy, I understand this all too well. But these were, this was the element of training that I was getting from back then that I didn't even know about. So I'm going to talk about this particular girl. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> this particular girl. Now... After this girl in 10th grade left, I was sad and everything. And, and, you know, I was sad because I wasn't going to see her anymore. It was pathetic. (laughs) It was pathetic, to say the least. But, yeah, you know what? 
Sorry, not sorry. I was a kid. What the fuck can I do? You know what I'm saying? No excuses. Anyway, in the 11th grade, I was going to a particular class. I I was going to a... Well, I'm just going to say it. Photography class. I took a photography class. And I met another wonderful girl there in photography class. And this girl started talking to me. So we got along well. We got along so well that it's like we were just like the same way. We'd walk together. We'd go together to classes. And since we both were in photography class together, we'd go outside and we'd take pictures together. And, you know, it was fun. It was fun, you know. I always said to myself, if I ever had a a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship with a real with a girl, that I would... Do my best to get along with her and laugh with her and just have a good time with her. Truthfully, off topic, I mean, nowadays you see all these relationship statuses on social media. I look at these statuses and the, the, whether it's male or female, and everywhere you look on the statuses of relationship, you'll see two words. It's complicated. And every time I see that, I always have to ask myself, what the fuck is so complicated about being in a relationship with a girl you really like? Or with someone you really like? What the fuck is so complicated? You guys who are listening to me, you guys, feel free to write me. Feel free to send me messages or send me emails. What the fuck is so complicated? If you're supposed to like each other, what's complicated in that? Where does it get complicated? I don't know. Enlighten me, please. (laughs) Anyway, that's the kind of relationship that I'd like, that I would love to be in. But... It's not going to happen now anymore because I'm too old for that. But this back to this uh, relationship I was talking about, this uh, friendship that I was talking about in the 11th grade. I was in photography with this young lady, and we had such a fun time, real cool time together. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing, and I liked her. I liked her. I started liking her. And... And again, again, the feelings of insecurity, the feelings of uh, doubt, the feeling, the feelings of me knowing that I was not normal just kept creeping up on me. I can't ask her uh, even on a simple date or nothing because I'm crippled, you know. She ain't going to want to go out with me. I'm a fucking crippled. What the fuck, you know. Who Can you blame her? Can we blame her? No. So, I mean, those things just crept up on me. Now you guys are you guys. Now that you guys are listening to this episode, you guys, are, I bet you guys are going, "Damn, Louie, you were fucked up, man. You were messed up, dude." <laughs> yeah, I was. I was, man. Anyway, um, um, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But I liked her. I liked her nonetheless. And 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 she felt feelings for me too. I mean, not not like light feelings the way I felt for her, but she was she was comfortable around me. Let's put it that way. And um, um, we were getting close to uh, 
the uh, junior year, the completion of the junior year, and she would always ask me. I remember she asked me like three times. She asked me like three times, are you going to uh, take, uh, are you going to take a government class? Because, you know, when you're in your junior year, I don't know if it still works this way. When you're in your junior year, there's uh, two classes that you're supposed to take so that you can be able to complete the senior year. And one of them uh, would be better off taken in summer school so that you can complete the whole year. That would be government or economics. Well, this young lady was taking government. And she was planning on doing it in the summer. And she asked me if I was going to do it. And I told her, heck no. I said to her in Spanish, because she was, she was a, a girl again. She was from Mexico. I said to her in Spanish, I said, hell no. I'm not taking no summer school class. No, no. I, I like to do my summer school. I, like, I don't like to be in class or whatever. So then we, we're, we're talking about other things and this and that. <laughs> and then she asked me again uh, another time later. Are you going to take summer school? Are you gonna do... and, and see, not only was I, fu- was I a fucked up little kid, I was a stupid kid. I, it didn't dawn on me that she wanted us to be in the same class together. But it did. It, it, that's, what, that's, what, that's where she was leading to. But me being a stupid fucking kid, I just didn't, I, I just didn't pay attention. So... Uh, again, we're, we're doing our thing and, you know, we're just going on with our lives. And another time, the last time, the third time she asked me, and this was like really close, we were, this was really close to the end of the year, to the end of our junior year. And I, again, I said, no, I'm not doing that. So she ends up taking summer school. She ends up taking summer school class and whatnot and. And I don't. But by this time, I'm so, like, enamored with her, so fond of her, that I want her in my life more, you know? I want her in my life. So, um, and I'm convinced. I, uh, My heart and my soul and my body are literally convinced that I want this girl and that I want to go out with her and I want to be around her, you know, I'm so convinced, so I said to myself, by the time I get to my senior year, I'm gonna ask this girl out on dates, and I'm gonna go out with her, even if she says no to me, at least we'll still be friends, and then she'll go out with me some more, once she gets to know the real me, or whatever, you know, I, I, all these reasoning, stupid reasonings behind my head, right, so, summer, in the summer, I thought about her, I would think about her because we didn't get to see each other anymore. So I would think about her. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm getting into when I'm talking about the metaphysical part and the energy. One time I'm outside and I'm thinking about this girl. I'm outside and, and I remember this clear as night because it was in the night. I see a wishing star. I see a falling star, rather. And I think, and all I can think about, of course, you know, and you hear that old cliche when you when you wish it upon a star or whatever, you wish, and your wish comes true. You know, things like that, whatever. And mind you, 
I'm this fucking kid, and I'm only 19, 20 years old, I guess. I, I don't remember how old I was. So I didn't know anything about anything back then. I was just stupid. So I see this falling star, ladies and gentlemen, and I wish. And the first thing that comes into my mind is her. And I said to myself in the wish, I wish I had her in all my classes in senior year so I can ask her out and we can be together and just, you know, just have fun. And that's exactly what I wished for. I wished to have her in all my classes so I can see her and talk to her all day. And I left it at that. You know, I left it at that. I became a uh, football trainer slash manager because my brother, my younger brother, was a football player. So the, we we had a summer practice going our our junior year going into senior year. We had summer practice. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we're in practice and my brother's playing football and I'm over here doing my thing on the trainer manager side, you know, getting the equipment and getting the water or whatever, you know, all these guys used to tease me and call me water boy or whatever, but I got them back though. I got them back. I'll talk about that in another episode, how I got them back. <laughs> See, here's the thing about me. Don't mess with the bull unless you know you're going to get the horns. You know, when you mess with me, you're not going to come out alive. <laughs> so these guys used to tease me and cause me water boy, whatever. You know, well, let's get into that. We'll get into that later. Anyway, suffice it to say that I'm there and this guy, this this friend of ours, this friend of ours, he's a, he was a football player. He comes up to me and he says to me, my girlfriend says to tell you hi. And I'm thinking about myself, what? Me? And I said, dude, I don't talk to no girls. Because I know myself. I'm the kind of guy that doesn't talk to girls unless girls talk to me. And I'm not that guy. I'm not that cool. I, I mean, I, I really had a low self-esteem back. Really, really low. I'm talking about low, dude. And, and, and I didn't really see myself as a good guy. But apparently to, the, to that dude, his girlfriend thought I was a great guy. Or a good guy, or whatever, I can't remember. Anyway, he tells me, yeah, she thinks you're a good guy, and this and that. And I'm like, dude, I don't talk to girls. And then I tell him, who is this? Dude, the minute he freaking tells me her name, oh my God, everything just went it's like my soul left my body. It's like, oh, man. It was just like a crushing, crushing blow right there. It was like he might as well have just came and hit, punched me in the face. And that wouldn't even hurt as much as what he said. The name he said. Oh, man, that hurt. It hurt. Now, here's, the, here's this juicy part, guys. It hurt, right? So, yeah. I was sad, and they were now an item. The girl that I wanted and that guy were now an item. Now, <laughs> a week later, school starts. School begins, ladies and gentlemen. Now, pay attention to this. This fucking, remember that wishing star I told you guys about? This fucking wishing star screwed me. Screwed me big time. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, actually, I screwed myself. <laughs> it's funny, but I screwed myself. Anyway, the first class that I have is photography class. And lo and behold, she walks in. And we both have photography class. And she's happy to see me. I'm happy to see her. We hug and we're like, dang, you know, it's awesome. And then she says, well, uh, what other classes did you get this year and this and that? And I said, well, I got this and I got that. And then she's like, let me see your paper. Let me see your schedule. So I show her my schedule and she's fucking excited. She is excited because almost all her classes are together. I said, you motherfucker. I didn't know who to... I I was pissed, ladies and gentlemen. I was fucking pissed. I didn't know who to be mad at God or to be mad at myself or to be mad at the universe. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not, man. I was pissed. Not only had the universe taken upon itself to take away the girl I wanted in my life, now that I had the girl in my life, I couldn't have her in my life. If you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man. Woo. Oh yeah, it was it was horrible, man. Needless to say, I mean uh my twelfth my senior year was the greatest year of my life, but at the same time it was the saddest year of my life. Because all day I was around this young girl, this girl that uh, I wanted for me, you know, and I wanted to go out with her, and, uh, you know, it's, and I was finally, finally trying, trying to, uh, to throw away my fears of me being disabled or handicapped or to have you, and I was finally going to jump the gun, but somebody jumped it before me. And it was all because I didn't take that stupid fucking class that she had asked me three days, three times uh, during our junior year to take with her. And she was literally doing that. This guy took that class and they met there and he had never met her. They had never met until they got to that fucking class. (laughs) Oh, well, that's how it goes, guys. And that made me sad. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, there's two other, there's two other girls that, uh, there's two other girls that, uh, I literally had feelings for. Um, I didn't really want to go into all those, but this last one, uh, I, I really do want to talk about this last one because, out of all these girls, this last one, it's like that saying, you know, that saying, people come into your life to teach you lessons. This last one I met in 2013, and this last one came in to teach me a really valuable lesson about closure. And about myself as well. I met her in 2013, this girl. Now, mind you, I'm not saying any names. This new girl I met in 2013. uh, In a job that I started working at. I mean, this girl was adorable. I mean, she, uh, she starts talking to me out of the blue. But before she started talking to me, though. 
I had seen her in her picture. You know, there's a, <clears throat> it was a call center. And uh, each one of the call center representatives has a name and a badge attached to them and a picture. And me being bilingual, meaning I speak English and Spanish, I'm useful to the customer service part in the customer service arena and the tech support arena by speaking in both languages. So I wanted when I when I when I entered that job in 2013, I wanted to uh, see how many bilingual representatives there were. I thought she was one of them because of her last name. She had a she had a Spanish last name. But she wasn't a bilingual rep. She was just a regular rep. But since she had a last name, by the, uh, a, a Spanish last name, I thought she was. Anyway, I'm looking at the list and I see her picture. And the first thing that came to my mind was, she seems like a really nice girl. Hopefully I get to meet her and talk to her. You know, that's all I said. That's all I thought. Lo and behold, a couple of weeks later... I see this young lady coming up to me past my cubicle. I'm working and I'm talking to a customer. And I see this cute young lady coming up to me passing my cubicle. And she smiles at me. (laughs) And she hears me speaking in Spanish. And she smiles at me and she walks away. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. And I pause, literally pause and stop talking to the customer. The customer's like... Well, no, hello, 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 are you still there, are you still there? And I'm thinking about this girl because I was thinking about her a couple of weeks ago that I saw her in the picture. I'm like, that's the girl, that's the girl. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. You know, as you, can, as you can understand, the feeling of excitement was still there. That same feeling of excitement is still within. So I'm talking to the customer and you know I forget all about her. A couple days later she walks up to me again and she starts talking to me. You know, hey, how you doing? This and that. I'm I'm so and so. My name is this and and I said my name is this and we're talking and and we just get to, from there we just get to talking every day. We just get to talking and it was nice. It was it was just nice. It was nice, you know. It was it, it was a really Nice feeling. And and she would relate to me about her things and this and that. But, you know, right off the bat, I already knew she was married. This woman was married right off the bat. And uh, even though she was married, I mean, I thought, well, whatever, you know, we're we're friends. We're, you know, and, and, and true to form, I mean, we would talk, she would talk about to me about everything and anything that, that anything that was in her mind. So, in, including the fact that she was having trouble with her relationship with her husband at the time. She had two children at the time. Oh, she has two children. And at the time, she was having trouble with her husband. So, she would talk to me about him, about that. And, and all I would do was listen. I wouldn't offer any opinions or any judgments or anything like that. And, and that was good. And because of that, I think she liked that, the fact that I wasn't judgmental or anything so she would keep on talking to me and, and that was cool you know we talked and we literally talked every day ah, this job was a complicated job ladies and gentlemen I mean it was a complicated job not in 
the work I was doing, but in the people I was around with. The people I was around with didn't really feel my essence, and I really didn't feel their essence. So, in a in a way, it's like they were making it. They were making it impossible for me to be there at that particular job. But in the end, it wasn't really them. It was just me, just with those feelings. Now you gotta you gotta understand, ladies and gentlemen. This was before my awakening stage. This is this was before I even studied or before I became a counselor or before anything, before anything. I was still involved somewhat in the drugs. I was still involved somewhat in the drinking, the alcoholism and everything. So I wasn't right in my state of mind either back then. So all of these things were happening with her and I was a good listener and, you know, things of that nature. But still... Still, I was growing fond of her, and I didn't like that because this time I knew she was taken, literally taken, and I just didn't like that, but I kept thinking about her, and uh, we, we, we just talked, and we worked, and then, but like I said, in this particular job, it, these people were making me, were making it easy for me to quit. And even before I met this young lady, this job was creating a, a, a lot of friction that was actually making me quit. And had I quit the job before then, before I had met her, I, I wouldn't have met her at all. So in my mind, I stuck it out. I stuck it out until a year later, until I finally got fired. But the whole time I was thinking, before I got fired, a month before I got fired, I was thinking, all I thought about was her. I didn't think about doing better in my job. I didn't think about progressing. I didn't think about, I didn't think about improving in my job. The month before I got fired, I thought about her. I thought how much I was going to miss her. I thought how much I was not going to listen to her voice. I thought about how I would miss her laugh. I thought about everything but that stupid fucking job. Everything concerning her but that stupid fucking job. And yep, true to form, I got fired. And I mean, we became friends on social media, but it just wasn't the same anymore. Uh, we we just didn't have that close conversation that we used to have because we weren't close anymore. So later by later, we just started, I mean, separating. Not separating physically because we were already separating physically. It was just like separating, I guess, on a psychic level, you might say. But I still had her on my social media. And by this time, I I, I I did like her. By this time, I was liking her. And, and by this time, she was her problems with her husband were so uh, so profound and so deep that, that, that they separated. And what made me sad was the fact that I was not around her to help her deal with this. But the sadistic side of me wasn't wanting to be around her to help her deal with the shit, the sadistic side of me wanted to be around her so that if I could have a chance to go out with her, see, but once again, by this time, I mean, by this time, I was living life as, uh, as like I said, as if I didn't give a shit, 
you know. If I died tomorrow or if I died tonight, it didn't matter. So by this time, I guess you could say I was no longer afraid of the opposite sex. So I would probably have been as bold as to say, hey, you know what, let's go out for some coffee. Let's talk about whatever you're feeling, what have you, this and that. And that would have been cool. That would have been cool. But it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Anyway, suffice it to say that uh, this young lady and I just kept on being friends on social media. And and it was nice. It was nice, you know. Until 2020 in December when I finally decided to let her go. Because I, I understood that there was nothing happening. There was nothing, that, there was nothing that was going to happen. It was... The 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 possibility of me seeing this woman again face to face and talking to her again face to face was over because I had left that area. I was no longer living in that area. I came to live in this area where I live now. So, but I kept hoping. I kept hoping against hope, and I and I would say to myself, I have to keep my hope. I have to keep my hope up. I'm gonna see her one day. I'm gonna go again. And but no, it just never happened. It just never happened. Even even my friend, the one who I talk, my best friend who I talk about, who passed away in 2021, would encourage me to go. And to talk to her, and he said, and he would say to me, "Dude, you need to go so she can know how you feel, and this and that, and this and that." Ah, uh, and I would just tell him, "Nah, it's it's not worth it, bro. I don't like the fight unless I know I can win, and I'm not gonna win. I already knew it from the get go. It was just something that." So in a way, I mean, this girl showed me how to learn to let go, and it was just as well, you know. So, in 2020, in December of 2020, I finally decided, and it was hard, it was hard, it was so hard that uh, I had to be drunk just to let her go, just to, just to, and it wasn't even the fact that we were seeing each other, we didn't, we, we didn't even talk on the phone anymore, but I just liked to see her on social media, I liked to know that she was okay. And, and and I really liked it when she, 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 as a matter of fact, she was my biggest fan. I could safely say that she was my biggest fan. Every time I would make a post, and I would try not to post too, too many, uh, ugly things. Uh, uh, I, I would post, uh, I would post deep thinking memes and deep thinking esoteric philosophical stuff and things that I knew she would like. And true to form, she would like them. And every time that, you know, she, the notifications, I saw the notifications on my social media and I saw that she'd like this and that she commented on this. And I would be happy, man. I would, I would, I'm not going to lie. I would be happy. Just, you know, that's the way I was. That's the way I got. But then, you know, I just decided that, hey, this can't be. And, and this was before I was, uh. Creating the podcast. This was before the podcast of the Peace Program. And I realized that if I was going to do this podcast, I needed to have peace in my heart and in my mind and in my soul. So that mind-body-spirit connection needed to be intact in order for me to be successful in the Peace Program itself. 
And I wasn't going to let, allow anybody to break my focus or anything to break my focus, including thinking things that I wasn't supposed to be thinking about or thinking about people that I wasn't supposed to be thinking about. So the first thing I did in 2020 or in December of 2020, the last week of 2020, is I let her go. I got drunk and I texted her. I messaged her. And I said, I will always want you in my life, but I will never need you. Yep. I said, I will always want you in my life, but I will never need you. And that's all it took, ladies and gentlemen. That is all it took. She never spoke to me again, and I never spoke to her. Well, I did speak to her because I would get drunk because it was sad. I just didn't like, I I was never good at closure. I was never good at letting go because, I don't know, in my mind, it was like, I felt like if there was enough time to do the things that I wanted to do, that maybe something good would come out of this. But it never did. It never did. So, yeah, but I would get drunk. I would get drunk, and I would think about her, and I would write her, and I would explain to her, and I would say I'm sorry to her. Finally, after a couple times that she didn't answer, I just finally just, ah, whatever. And I don't even remember what I would tell her after that, you know. So, after a while, (laughs) after a while, she blocked me, and yeah. And there she goes. There she went. So now, it's been over a year now, and I haven't seen her or spoken to her or anything like that. I can't even, I, I can't even Facebook stalk her because she blocked me. <laughs> but, um, uh, and I know you're thinking to yourself, this motherfucker's fucked up. Yeah, no. I mean, when it comes to love, yeah. See, I told you guys. I told you guys. Love. Romantic love, in this case, romantic love was never something I conquered in this lifetime. And I, and, I, and I don't think I will. I'm about to be 49, as I mentioned, uh, in March, next month. And uh, all I'm worried about now is focused. I'm not worried. I'm focused on my health. I'm focused on my health. As long as I can live a day in peace, I'm good. I'm good. I'm well. And that's all I need. And that's all I want. That's it. I don't need any more women to come into my life or any any love, relationships. I'm not in need of that. I want it, but I will never need it like I told that young lady. But, you know... And the reason I mentioned her was because I I think in all essence she was the most important part. If there was a book that I was writing, I think she would be the most important chapter in the book. Well, her and the one that I met in first grade. But anyway, guys, the lesson. uh, Thank you very much for listening to the Peace Program to this particular episode. I don't know what you guys thought about this episode. I'm just basically... uh, Doing a Valentine's Day special. I mean, I thought about it even before Valentine's Day. But then I was like, nah. 
the people don't want to listen to this. But then I thought, yeah, these are lessons that need to be carried out. These are messages that are very important to the heart, to the mind, body, and to the soul. Because they're not just about romantic love. They're about faith. They're about hope. If anything, guys, uh, if anything, I want to transmit to you the fact that you should never lose hope. The fact that you should always have faith in whatever it is you're thinking, whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're trying in your life. If you're good at it and if you're in your heart and your mind and your body and your soul, you feel that you're good at it, that you deserve it, go for it. Get it going. Get it going. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your hopes. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your pride. Don't give up on your desires. Yes, I said pride. I said pride because sometimes success gets in the way of pride. And they work both hand in hand because when you're successful, you're proud of yourself. And and you want people to be proud of you. And you want to impress people and this and that. The most impressive thing that you can do for somebody that is no longer in your life that you actually wanted in your life is to better yourself. To better yourself. To be successful. So that when they see you that one day. And you are successful. You can. It, it's like a. It's like a big thank you. Thank you for letting me. Thank you for allowing me. Thank you for. for thank you for being in my life. And for helping me be. The success that I am today. You know, that's what it's all about. That's what these lessons have taught me in life. Yeah, I may not have ended with the girl of my dreams. But I ended up having the strongest thing that anyone could ever have in life. And that's hope. Hope. When all fails, hope is there. Hope is there. Faith is there. And when you don't lose your faith and have that hope, the possibility of tomorrow still exists. You'll have a chance to keep doing what you're doing again. To keep hoping for what you're hoping again. To keep doing what you're doing. And to be successful at it. I mean, it it, uh, it used to make me sad that none of these girls end, ever ended up with me. And here's the most ridiculous part about this, ladies and gentlemen. I used to love listening to love songs and shit. I was one of the most gushiest, dumb motherfuckers you would ever want to meet in your life. Because I would listen to all these sad songs and shit. And, and it was... Yeah, but I would think about these girls. I would think about these girls. And I each and every one of them. Each and every one of them. But I would listen to these mushy ass fucking songs and shit. And, they, and none of them were even my girlfriend to begin with. Now, I don't do stupid shit like that. I don't even listen to music anymore. I don't. 
I don't even listen. I don't know I listen to love songs, nor I listen to any songs. I don't waste time like that anymore. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's a waste of time to listen to music like that. Because subconsciously, it does serve a purpose. It serves a purpose when you listen to music. Depending on the type of music that you're listening to, like I was. I was listening to this low, depressing love songs and shit. It was serving a purpose to fuck me up. And it was doing a hell of a job doing it, too. So I don't do that anymore. I listen to audiobooks now. If I'm not reading a book, I'm listening to it. On my free time and on my spare time and on my way to work or what have you. On my way to when I'm driving. There's no need for me to screw myself up again and lose my focus and start listening to stupid love music and whatever. I don't do that anymore. There's no need. There's no need. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Peace Program. I hope you guys enjoyed these two episodes of Clepophile Syndrome and Love. Um... If anything, uh, always know that there is hope and there is faith and there's uh, there's always a chance to uh, to do better in life, to do better in life, and to live better in life. And the main possibility uh, of anything happening, is the main uh, well, not the main possibility, the main factor, the main ingredient that you need in life is to live a healthy life. To live a healthy life. Next time on my podcast, which will probably uh, on the next episode of the Peace Program, rather, which will probably be next time, next month on my birthday, uh, depending on how my situation will go, I will talk about what it's like to be 49 years old. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a hell of a ride. You know? Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining me today on the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Uh, how do I always leave you guys? Never, ever take your life for granted. All right. And uh, like my beautiful cousin who passed away la- uh, last year in August used to say, y'all be blessed. Thank you. Peace be with you. All my peace, the peace that is I, the peace that is I am, the peace for always, now and forever and forevermore. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not the world's peace, but only my peace, the peace of I. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, I forgive myself. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. All the information we discussed here today can also be found on my personal blog post at www.peaceprogram.info. That's www.peaceprogram.info. For questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, about anything you've heard here on the podcast here today, you can reach out to me at theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. That's theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all next week.